Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron Schneider. And I'm Angie Fryermuth. Today we have Jennifer Rainey, the National Program Manager for Interagency and International Services Branch, to talk with us about the Section 234 program. Jennifer, thanks for being with us here today. It's a pleasure to be with you. So, Jennifer, before we we figure out what this 234 program is, I wanted to to get a little background from you just about yourself and and how you got to be where you are with the Corps of Engineers. No, thank you. I I am the new uh, WERDA Section 234 program manager, which is managed out of the Interagency and International Services Branch here at headquarters. I raised my hand for an assignment as one of our colleagues was preparing to retire, and uh, I I transferred to headquarters this fall after filling a 120-day detail assignment spring. I spent three years at the Transatlantic Division as the IIS program manager responsible for general oversight and reporting of all USACE non-DOD reimbursable services performed in the CENTCOM AOR. This included supporting the task force tasked with executing the Mosul Dam Emergency Drilling and Grouting Program. I work closely with the team on funding authorities and final closeout activities. But prior coming to the Corps, I spent over eight years at the Department of State overseas buildings and operations and many years in the private sector. Architecture is my background and my formal training. So as a daughter of a Coast Guard officer, water has long been part of my life. It wasn't until my exposure to the Mosul Dam and after a few other career happenings that really became interested in helping leverage expertise to tackle challenges in the topics of water, water management, infrastructure, and water security. So supporting the 234, it's going to be a good fit for me. I'm brand new in the role, and it's going to be very interesting work. Thank you for the introduction, and I am always excited to hear the background of our core employees. I am not well-versed in the Section 234, and I don't know how well our audience is. So can you tell us a little more about the Section 234 program? The Water Resources Development Act of 1996 Section 234 authorizes the Secretary of the Army to engage in activities in support of federal departments and agencies, non-governmental organizations, international organizations, or foreign governments to address problems of national significance to the U.S. It's intended to use the Corps of Engineers' technical and managerial expertise to address domestic and international problems of water resources, infrastructure development, and environmental protection. The Secretary may engage in these activities in support of international organizations and foreign governments uh, in consultation with Department of State. We have an authorized annual budget of up to $1 million annually. Uh, typically, we, depending on how the funding is, we, we may not always receive a million, but that is the authority. The Secretary may accept and expend additional funds from our federal agencies, international organizations, or foreign governments. So that, in a nutshell, frames the 234 program authority. And so we have an internal uh, management system established for the program where we have a request for proposals 
that goes out to all the MSCs and they, depending on what they have in their programs, individual programs, submit a form for funding request for small events. And we use that money that is authorized through Assistant Secretary of the Army, Civil Works. We use that funding as seed money that will then uh, go to events and topics of water, as I just described. So, so that, that's interesting. I, and I think, you know, so in, in my past career, I worked in watershed planning and I actually took a trip over to, to Vietnam a couple of times and in South Korea um, as part of the IIS program. And I'm not exactly sure how it was funded, but you talked about these small events. When you talk about small events, is it sort of like where core staff goes and provides training services for other governments? Or are we, are we talking about like more logistical building services, like you talked about Mosul Dam earlier. I'm not sure if that was part of this program, but are we talking about like small scale trainings or are we talking about more big technical expertise with this program? Small trainings, workshops, conferences, making those early connections that will that may build into further services. Typically, uh, it, we're trying to focus that building partner capacity and organize the institutionalized other uh, government's expertise in water resources. Sometimes we may get a request for technical support and maybe we need just a small uh, trip to scope out what that entails. We're able to provide small seed money to get teams over for international services. Thinking about your background and your past experience with the State Department, I do know that a lot of our uh, foreign travel is coordinated through the State Department. So how um, how has your past experience helped you um, in this current role? It has provided insights into the process for getting travelers uh, overseas, but generally speaking, that really wasn't my role at Department of State, but I do have insights. I'm able to bring those insights and experiences from my own travels and um, getting contractor teams in country to support U.S. government work? Good question. So has there been uh, challenges with um, with executing some of the Section 234 programs? The past year has been challenging, actually the past two years, and not just for this program, but for many programs. COVID has impacted travel and the ability for teams to, to, um, to be overseas. And so one major challenge with the 234 particularly is we'll have an event or a conference or a workshop that we've scheduled and we may have a target date that gets moved. The interest, something changes and we can't execute that. So it's always a moving target, which is a challenge to plan because we're not talking about uh, large amounts of um, funding. So trying to juggle that is, it can be quite challenging, yes. So I'm a little bit curious, you know, so you had mentioned earlier that the districts submit a form. How do the districts know uh, what types of events that they should be uh, pursuing? Do you, is there like a lead district out there for each of the areas across the world or each of the countries or, you know, does, does this randomly pop up at, at one district? Well, Oftentimes, a lot of the activities are driven by the combatant command and their lines of efforts that they have identified. Um, and 
uh, we, we try to synergize with those, particularly when they request uh, you safe support. Um, sending our experts over. So that is one way. Uh, another is um, identifying through uh, various things that are happening with Department of State may make a request and looking to synergize and how to whole of government get the best bang for the dollar is one of the things that also drives which priorities events are, are being executed that year. So it, when a district or an individual goes over and executes a section 234 effort, is there a reporting requirement that they do upon return? Um, and I'm getting at like, you know, is there a way that they can share their experiences across the core? Um, and then we can also push up the value of this program and the work that's being done within it. Yes, after each event, we do require a storyboard. We like to uh, acquire photos and um, you know, detailed description of the event and the objectives achieved, what observed impacts and the follow on activities. So, as I mentioned, you know, the really trying to zero in on section 234 to be seed money for future events and helping um, make connections for more things that could grow. Some things that you mentioned about Thailand. Uh... Um, you saw the, the work I did over in Vietnam, and then I had an employee go to Laos through POD, but we've also had employees go down to Brazil, and I believe we've had geotechnical engineers go down there and H and H. So I've seen for myself that there's an, a need for expertise in planning, in geotech, in H and H. Um, is that the typical areas of need that we see from countries, um, or does it go beyond that? Well, I think that those have been historically uh, events that have been focused on in the past, and I do see that continuing. When I look over the history of various events, uh, I do see those as repeat themes. Absolutely. So we're we're nearing the end of our time together, but I do want to touch on what do you see you foresee as the future of the program, and can you share any synergies that you're working on? Oh, yes, great question. Um, we do, we have high hopes for Section 234. It's been a wonderful avenue for USAFE to provide um, opportunities internationally for our uh, engineers and scientists, really hoping to synergize with interagency agreements with Department of State. We have been uh, working on several strategies, the Global Water Strategy, which is now in its new revision and that should be rolling out in October. Um, we're also coordinating with the National Security Council on a global water security plan, which will be an executable plan uh, and coordinated with the strategy that's being put forth with the Department of State. So we're hoping to really use this, another small funding pot uh, and these other interagency agreements to really look how we can complement one another in our efforts. And I know for our listeners, you know, myself personally, looking back at my experience of going internationally and, and representing the government, it really was some of the most 
personally and professionally rewarding opportunities I've had with the course. So if you get those opportunities, I would strongly encourage you to seriously consider and, and, and take advantage of those if you can. Um, it's just great to see different cultures and how things work uh, in, in different parts of the globe and very rewarding. So it's impressive to see that we're able to really take a, a small pot of money and yet have such a really large impact on the development and future of some of these countries. So I just think it's a really important program. And, and Jennifer, I, I hope you're able to continue to to push this program forward um, and, and really encourage to to hear from you and, you know, see your leadership in moving this forward. So really wish you the best of luck as you continue to develop this program. But I do want to thank you for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you. What topics are important to you and people are you interested in hearing from? Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.